All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Can we uh, do the conference blurb first before we start today? What, what do you guys want to tell us about the conference coming up? I'm super excited about the conference, October 21st and 22nd. It's on the topic of the church, the theme of the church, and we have two churchmen to talk about it, Dr. Joel Beakey and Dr. Derek Thomas. Both of them have been in pastoral ministry for decades, have written on this, have spoken on this. Um, and so we're super excited about our speakers. But in addition to that, just the time of fellowship with people in the Valley with, that are like-minded, that have a desire to grow in their knowledge of who God is and, and grow in their obedience to um, the gospel call upon their life. And this is an opportunity to, to for both of those things to happen. Um, we have a bookstore that will be available um, and hundreds of thousands of books. <laughs> hundreds of thousands. We, we do have a lot of books. <laughs> and the great news is that we've been able to secure even um, better discounts than we've had in the past. So I think in the past, we've been able to offer um, a, a wide variety of books at, at pretty low cost. And I think we'll be able to offer even more books at even lower cost. So super excited to get those materials into your hands if you come to the conference. And it's just a time of wonderful fellowship yeah. with, with fellow believers and, and be able to give an opportunity to worship together, to learn together. Um, so we're really excited. If you haven't registered, go to ReformationBoise.com. And sign up. Yep. It's completely free. It's completely free. That's unbelievable. Well, so the books aren't. The books are not free. And the food trucks are not. <laughs> and the food trucks are not. But that's a small price to pay to come to the conference. So around the table today, Pastor Jonathan Van Hooken from Dayspring, Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale. I'm Josh Bells from The Well Church. Special guest host today, Ben Rao from The Well Boise. He's one of our pastoral interns. Glad you're here today, brother. Hello. All right, so we are talking about the doctrine of eternity. Uh, I remember hearing this. Now, I'm I'm actually not a fan of country music. I know that in no Idaho, way. that's like a black mark, but um, I just never really got into it. But Kenny Chesney wrote. That's the this. voice of Josh Bales. So those <laughs> of you that have been angered Address by those that concerns previous, that way. Um, send those comments to Josh. So Kenny Chesney wrote this uh, very popular country song several years ago. And here's two two stanzas of it. Um, everybody want to go to heaven. It beats the other place. There ain't no doubt. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to go now. Everybody want to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Let me hear you shout. Everyone want to go to heaven, but nobody want to go now. I think I speak for the crowd. Now, I actually think there's a true sen uh, sentiment in that, in those, those verses, uh, at least with kind of popular, um, mm -hmm. uneducated, nominal Christianity that's like, no, the best life is here. I, I don't really want to go to heaven. Um, why, do you think, why do you think that this song resonated with people, with the masses? Well, I think that, you know, for young people, they think they've been thinking about their future. They're thinking about getting married. They're thinking about that, that, that joy. And uh, there are people with their own plans. They're doing things. C.S. Lewis actually spoke to this years ago, and it, it, we probably use this quote multiple times, but uh, in his book, The Weight of Glory, he says, it would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what it's meant by an offer of a holiday 
at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And there's a, you know, I think that's the the sense we're we're looking for short term pleasures, you know, um, and instead of that eternal joy that awaits us. And that's and that's why and and yes, there is a sense in which that resonates, you know. I mean, even. Even in our own lives around the table, we're thinking about a certain enjoyment that we're going to take, uh, whether it's going to be a vacation, whether it's going to be, a, you know, I'm going to have this night out with my wife. We're going to go and have dinner somewhere. We're looking forward to all these little, little pleasures, but we don't realize that each one of those is pointing us to the greater pleasure that we would have. I mean, graciously speaking, it, it really does boil down to one of the words that um – Jonathan had from C.S. Lewis's quote, and that's ignorance. We we only know this. We only know this life. Mm-hmm. And so in our minds, this is great, and this is wonderful, and there are joys here that are profound, and there are things here that we want to experience and go through, and we feel like if we don't, then we've missed out. Um, because we're comparing it to something that is beyond our ability to fully comprehend. I mean, the scriptures say that no eye has seen, no mind has understood the glory that awaits um, the ch- child of God. And and I think that's part of the issue of, of Kenny Chesty's song is we want to go to heaven, but it is a mystery for us. Yeah. And its glories are beyond us. We can't even understand how incredible it's going to be, but we do know right now. Yeah. And so I, to say it graciously, it's it, it really is just we don't know. Um, and, and so we're and more comfortable of, with what we know. And all of us are ignorant. And it's not just that some no. have this knowledge and others don't because, you know, as uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, I has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So there's a sense in which, you know, we can't even con- – we can't even get our head around something that is almost unthinkable to us. Um, yeah, we don't. We don't. There's enough. We we know enough to know that we don't. We want to go there. We know enough that we want to avoid hell. Um, Maybe this would be a, a a slight opportunity to take a little diversion of Jonathan's. Just said the word. No one knows that we're all ignorant. So maybe this would be a time to address those that have spent 30 seconds in heaven, an hour in heaven, a day and a half in, in heaven. Yeah. Those books, you mean? Those books that yeah. you want the market. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was funny that you bring that up. I, it's slightly different. Um, I quoted a, that book, uh, F- The Five People You Meet in Heaven on Sunday, which was a number one New York Times bestseller. Um, probably a different direction than what, than what you were thinking, but um, – the, the the print the, the the thesis of the story is that uh, this this guy's a lonely dude and he dies and he he didn't think his life made any impact he thought his life was wasted and then he meets five people and he realized that that everybody's lives have this tremendous interconnectedness and and nobody's life is wasted but and and you it's a tearjerker like there's like there's some Christian virtues in the book like forgiveness and and purpose and stuff like that but God is mentioned like four times and he's like this supporting character that has that's not the center of of the universe and it it portrays so, so the reason why I brought it up on Sunday is it, because it portrays this man-centered heaven uh, where man is at the center of heaven um which is completely different than what the scripture portrays heaven as being 
And this is why the reason why I bring it up is this, that I'm not sure what they've experienced in these after they've died and have been resuscitated and brought back to life. They've experienced something. I'm not questioning whether they've experienced something. What I'm questioning is that they haven't experienced heaven Mm. because their description of heaven doesn't match the biblical account. Yeah. Therefore, we know. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to speculate. We know that what they are writing about is not true with regard to saying that they've experienced heaven. They've experienced something. But there's only one person in heaven right now, and that's Jesus Christ. And so when they talk about that they were with their grandpa or their friends or their mom and dad or whatever else, it can't be true. And also... Heaven, like you just said, is not about, man is not the center of heaven. Jesus Christ is. And if their experience of heaven centers around their own experiences on a human level with other human beings that they've, they're they missing, um, they've also got it wrong. Yeah. Um, so they're not, they're not walking in the open fields in a sunflower field with Jesus Christ because Jesus could be walking in that. But they're not. And the new heavens and the new earth haven't occurred yet. So where is this nebulous heaven that they're they're in? So there's so many problems with this theology. It's not helpful. I'm just going to advise the listener, get your truth about heaven from the word of God. Um, Stop buying these books. Stop supporting this ministry um, that, that promotes all of these things. Go to where there's truth. Yeah. And and if you want to just get somebody's unique experience about not heaven, then go ahead and buy the books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Paul said in Philippians, uh, for me to live is, is Christ and to die is gain. And then he went on to say that, um, look, I know that if I, if I continue to live, it'll be fruitful for me. Um, it'll be fruitful for you. But I'm torn between the two because to depart and be with Christ is far better. Yeah, I think we need to stretch out that word far, far yeah. better. I mean, we don't even, we can, as we were talking about, we can't comprehend that experience, but we do know that it is, it is immeasurably better than the existence mm. that we have right now. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking to what Russ was saying, you know, there are a lot of, there, there are numerous accounts of these quote unquote near death experiences. In fact, I think actually the title near death tells you something that death did not actually ultimately occur. Um, but it also reminds us that we're spiritual beings, you know, that we are body and soul, that there in there are certain things that um, that are soulish that uh, that we need to comprehend. We're not that's if if anything those people who've had those experiences um and they they're connected to that reality that there is a there's a there's a difference to between what they've experienced and what they know and just a simple animal ex- existence i think we just need to restretch or stress that if your desire to go to heaven is just to avoid the other place yeah. then then you're missing something well and, and by the way um you don't have to have a regenerate heart t- to to avoid hell, I mean, no to want un- to avoid hell. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, uh, no, no natural person, no unsaved person wants to go to hell. That is not a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. 
but th- I mean, I think we need to then come to the next step and say, well, what is the essence of happiness? What is the joy of happiness? What's the our joy of heaven? What's the happiness of heaven? Yeah, and and it's not our our ability to reconnect with loved ones that have passed away. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that in a mean way. Um, I hope to spend eternity with those within my family. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to diminish, though, the, the, the matter of fear, the fear of hell, fear of inter- eternal damnation as being a, a, a reason not to uh, come to Christ. I mean, it might be, not be the highest motivation, yeah. but it is a definite motivation. Oh, for sure. It, it, is, a, it is, you know, yeah. I mean. I was just trying to point out that wanting to go to heaven because you're scared of hell does not, is not evidence of being born again or having a saving faith no, in Jesus no, Christ. No, because, I mean, well, you're, you're going to have to come to the point to the person that is going to keep you from that, yeah. um, that um, eternity. Yeah. What it's Thomas Watson that says that if I'm in heaven and Jesus Christ is not there, then heaven is a hell to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And if, if Jesus Christ is in hell... Then, then hell is a heaven to me. That Jesus is what makes heaven yeah. heaven. Uh, Edwards, um, to, mm-hmm. to close us off, he said that when we're in heaven, as the redeemed, we will enjoy other things. We will enjoy the angels. We will enjoy one another. But that which we shall enjoy in angels or in, another, in each other uh, or in anything else whatsoever that will yield us delight and happiness is what we shall see of God in them. The reason why heaven will be heaven is because God will be all in all, that Christ will be at the center of everything, that we'll no longer look through a, a veil, we'll no longer look through a mirror darkly, but we'll see him face to face, and that what is what makes heaven heaven. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.